0: Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. It feels like the kind of thing that we all knew had to come eventually but kind of hoped wouldn't take place. Russia today announced its impending withdrawal from the International Space Station project, severing one of the few remaining ties to the United States and several other nations. In a statement issued by Roscosmos, the Russian government's agency responsible for space travel and research, the nation said that it plans to withdraw its cosmonauts from the ISS after 2024 and commence building its own orbital station, another example of Russia's continuing isolation from the rest of the world following the invasion of Ukraine. Roscosmos chief Yuri Borisov said... I think that by that time, we'll start putting together a Russian orbital station. Of course, we will fulfill all our obligations to our partners, but the decision to leave the station after 2024 has been made. Now, the ISS went up in 1998, and it's a partnership among five different nations, Roscosmos, NASA, Japan's JAXA, Europe's ESA, and Canada's CSA, And it's divided into two segments, which is vaguely reminiscent of the Cold War, one side operated by Russia, one side operated by the U.S., the latter of which is then divided among the other participating agencies. But this was one of the last places where we didn't have drama, at least not too often. You'll remember the different colored spacesuits that they were wearing for a time looking like Ukrainian colors. And there was a question of whether that was meant to be a statement of defiance or a statement of provocation by the Russian cosmonauts. But now what we're seeing as a kind of final act of protest by the Russians against international sanctions is that they don't want to be partnered with anybody if we're going to continue fighting them economically on the ground. Interfax claims that the new Russian space station project would cost somewhere in the $6 billion vicinity, but we're not sure whether that's accurate or not. However, if you were wondering about their sincerity, Roscosmos today posted design specifications for the proposed space station on its official telegram page. And even though it doesn't look like a giant gray sphere, the tone of all this does feel familiar. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. And now from the this is why you clean out your attic every once in a while file, a decapitated Egyptian mummy's head was discovered in an attic in England after the owner's death and the inheritors were cleaning out the home in Ramsgate, Kent. The debodied head, which is estimated to be at least 2,000 years old, was thought to have been brought to the UK from Egypt, maybe as a souvenir in the 19th century and then given to the owner in the 20th century. Nobody's quite sure about the history of this thing. But the deceased man's brother took it to the Canterbury Museum and Galleries and they started doing x rays, which indicated that it was an adult female. But now what they've done is a detailed CT scan in order to learn more about the individual and, in fact, to reconstruct a replica of the original so that they can do experimentation on it and research without damaging the original. You know, the high-quality nature of the CT scan is going to allow them to do this. Preliminary results from the CT scan carried out at Maidstone Hospital indicate that the brain had been removed, something that we've all kind of learned as kids that they, what, liquefy it and suck it out through the nostrils or at least that's what the theory goes although some other mummies seem to indicate that it was not always done that way In this case, also, the teeth are well-worn by a rough diet, and yet the tongue shows remarkable preservation. Just the kind of thing that I love thinking about right before lunch. There's some kind of tube in the nostril. It's not clear whether that was original from the time or whether that was somehow added later, also in the spinal canal. And the team is hoping that they can even recreate the face of the heretofore unknown mysterious mummy. I think from now on I'll call him Jim. And apparently getting a mummy head during victorian times was fairly common people would bring them back from egypt as souvenirs then it would pass down from generation to generation get lost in the attic and eventually you know the kids are cleaning things out and they find it i think part of me is still stuck on why this guy had jim and kept him in the attic instead of featured in some more prominent display position in the house i mean if you own a mummy head don't you show it off a little? One thing I hadn't learned about mummies as a kid is that the Egyptians basically thought that the mind and the soul, the seed of human identity, was actually in the heart rather than in the head. They didn't regard the brain as being all that valuable, so, you know, turn it to goo and suck it out the nose, no big deal. Doesn't count for anything anyway, right? I just think there's got to be something at least a little bit unnerving about going through your deceased brother's possessions in the attic and discovering, oh look, mummy head. Kind of makes me wonder what else Brother had in the attic. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And finally, have you ever parked on a city street somewhere and felt like the enforcement is out to get you? Like they would do anything to put a ticket on your car? Well, no matter what your run-ins with the parking enforcement folks have been, I wouldn't imagine it's quite as egregious as what happened to a San Francisco couple recently. For 25 years, Desiree and Jeff Jolly have been parking their Honda sedan in the Russian Hill neighborhood on the corner of Union and Larkin streets, and they never thought anything of it. Everything is fine. Then one day, they come back to their car and they discover a ticket for parking in a red zone. And they look, and sure enough, for the first time ever... There was a red line painted on the curb around their car. And here's the amazing part. It was painted around their car while they had parked it. (laughs) In fact, there are spaces where the wheels apparently interfered with whatever they were trying to do. And so there's gaps in the red line where the parked cars wheels were. So as you would expect, they protest and they go to the San Francisco parking enforcement folks and say, now, come on, you can't possibly. And they say, oh, no, that's a red zone look again. So they went to find other information and what they found was archived Google Street View images from 2016 and 2021. You can, in fact, see an extremely faint, well-worn, almost invisible red line there, which is so faded that nobody can reasonably see it. And apparently in its infinite wisdom or its vindictiveness, the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Authority decided Hey, that's a red zone. I don't care if you can't see it. We're going to repaint the line, and we're going to cite you for it regardless. Now, they are contesting the ticket. It's going to take about 60 days to resolve. And unfortunately, the wife is actually undergoing cancer treatments, and she says she doesn't want the additional stress right now. They recently had a catalytic converter stolen from their vehicle, and all of the trouble is actually making them want to leave San Francisco entirely. They're just tired of all the stuff going on. But here's the part you weren't expecting. They're planning to emigrate from San Francisco to France. Now, I know people might get frustrated with their home city, but do you leave the entire country? It makes me think there might be something else going on here. But certainly I can understand. If you came back to your car and found a ticket for parking in a red zone on a stripe that didn't exist when you parked the car, yeah, you'd probably be upset about that. The red zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the white zone. No, the white zone is for loading and unloading, and there is no stopping in the red zone. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup, and consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek and this podcast if you haven't already. Hit the five-star review before you go. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.